and roll. The Texans go in front. They put on the helmet and pads. Last one of the day, baby. This is the fourth quarter, man. This is when we win. And make the big plays. Down to the 10-yard line. What a play. Now it's time for Texans players to take you inside the game. And they'll take you outside the white lines, too. We thought we were living lives. Welcome to the Texans Players Show, presented by Fuddruckers. Welcome into the Player Show, presented by Fuddruckers. On a Tuesday, I'm DP Sidhu. Joining me today, John Harris and our guest, Jonathan Owens, now in his third year. And we can say bona fide starter on Texans defense. So excited to have you, Jonathan. Welcome into the Player Show. First off, how are you feeling you played hundred percent of snaps on defense on Sunday. Plus you played on special teams. Yeah. How is it emotionally, physically, mentally? How are you doing today? Um, mentally, mentally, I was definitely pretty, um, exhausted after the game, just because, you know, you're, you're locked in for, you know, three hours, you know what I mean? And that was kind of, I hadn't been in that type of environment, that pressure situation since, um, it had been a while since so I played that many defensive snaps. So, um, you know, it takes a toll mentally, physically, you know, I'm pretty sore. Um, just getting that, you know, but that's, you know, kind of what comes with it. Um, but I feel great, you know, it felt great to be out there, um, just get to have fun with the guys and um, even better to get a win. Uh, it definitely had a great feeling in the locker room, man. So um, for my first start, you know, and get the win, this couldn't be anything better. So, Jonathan, when – at what point during the game did you kind of feel, I don't know if settled in is the right way of saying it, but settled in where you kind of felt like, okay, I got this. I see the formation. I know the check I need to make. I know how I need to communicate this because the other side of this is the fact that you're out there with, with Eric Murray, who you haven't played a lot with. You're mm-hmm. out there with Lonnie and Dez. I mean, Lonnie had gone from safety to corner. So that foursome and the secondary hadn't played a lot together. So, when did you sort of kind of feel settled in during the game? Um, I'll probably say about the third or fourth play in the drive. I um I got in on the tackle. Um, we were kind of going towards their sideline, and I was coming out um, from free safety and came in, wrapped the guy's legs up, and it was like emotion just kind of came out of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was just like my first, you know, good first play, you know what I mean? That first contact, that's really when I, I felt like, you know, okay, it's just football. You know, these guys are, you know, no need to overthink, just, you know, play and, you know, do what I do. But um, as far as the communication part, you know, we're, we're, we we practice a lot still. So, um, you know, I'm good friends with all those guys in the secondary too. So we're pretty much all on the same page. Um, and we go over it a lot. Uh, the coaches did a great job preparing us for the game. So we kind of knew, what was going to come, you know what I mean? So we pretty much just out there reminding each other, like, hey, this is that, this what we saw, remember, you know what I mean? And um, just kind of giving cues, you know, but uh, we were, you know, great, did a great job of communicating between everybody, I can definitely say. That was definitely going to be one of my questions, but before I get to that, I want to ask you, when did you find out you were starting and what were your emotions like leading up to the game? Um. So my... Um, pretty much Wednesday when we came in and I, I talked to Jay Reed and he was just kind of telling me like, yeah, man, like I probably won't be able to go this week, you know? So just you know, kind of have your mind ready and prepared. Um, you know, you just, you, you have slight nervousness at first, but uh, just, I had guys coming up to me, like it's your time now. Like, you know, everything you've been working for is right here. So um, you just got to go out there and attack it, you know, be aggressive, no fear. 
um, and just play the game that I've been playing my whole life, you know, and have fun at the end of the day. So um, I was just excited for the opportunity, excited for the challenge and that the coaching staff and everybody in the building believed in me. So I just had to go out there and prove it. And um, I feel like we, we all did a good job of that, you know, in the game. So afterwards, Jonathan, on Monday, it's time to go watch the film. Were you feeling pretty good about it? Like, okay, man, the coaches are going to see what I did. You know, how did you feel about going in Monday to kind of watch? Because you know, you've been around the game a long time. You know how those film sessions can be. You walk yeah. out of there feeling like, hey, man, this is my first start. I feel like I did pretty well. And then you get in that film session, you're like, oh, man, I should have done this. I should have that. How'd that go Monday when you started reviewing the tape with Coach? Um, so, you know, we do kind of blessed, you know, we got a victory Monday. So, uh, <laughs> probably the film is going to be pushed back a little, uh, right. probably to tomorrow, but, um, but you watched honestly, it, I'm sure. What was yeah, your yeah. assessment? Oh, I'm, I'm super, super critical of myself. Um, you know, have you, I had a couple of plays at the beginning of the game where I'm just like, you know, settling in, like getting my mind right and getting down. But, um, I felt like I, I played a, played a pretty solid game. Always stuff you can work on. Um, I think I, I missed the tackle in the third quarter. Um, that was my only one of the game, but, um, other, man, it was, um, you know, it, I, I felt like I, I played a pretty solid game. Um, I did my job, which is the, you know, biggest thing. First and foremost, there were no deep balls over my head. Um, I don't think Trevor Lawrence completed one like super deep pass, you know, especially when I was in the middle third or, um, or even in deep cover too. So that was kind of my biggest thing was, you know, just, uh, eliminate the, um, explosive deep passes. So once we did that, you know, just kind of make them go chunk like little small piece by piece down the field. You know, we give ourselves more of a chance to um, you know, have a dominant game defensively. So um, I feel like once we do get to the film, you know, coaches always gonna have something to coach up. You know, you, you never do everything perfect. You can only strive for perfection. But um, I feel like overall, I played a solid game. Just you know, I did my job, which is you know the thing first and foremost. So well, if it matters. My coaching assessment was you played pretty damn well. So you can take that to the bank. So coach starts giving you a hard time Appreciate to say, it. Hey, John thought I played pretty well. I'm sure that'll Appreciate go over well. That'll go coach. super far. But yeah. Right. That, that'll go, that'll go over well, but you just tell, you know, you tell coach, Hey, John thought I played pretty well. He played safety. He knows he's you. talking about that. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that'll yeah, go really well you. in the conversation. I think it's even more admirable considering with the week that leading up to the game with all the players that got placed on the COVID list. I mean, the Texans had like nine players act on the active yeah. roster on that list. And it seemed like the majority of them were on defense for the defense to come together the way it did. A lot of you guys not having played before together or having not had as many snaps in a game together um, the communication throughout the game, you know, what did you, what did you guys feel like you really, you, you touched on a little bit earlier, but not allowing the deep pass. And, and how about not really letting Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars score? I mean, other than that one, James Robinson run, um, you guys really were able to be, to shut that offense down pretty well throughout the day, weren't you? Yeah. Well, um, the, like I said, the coaching staff, they do a great job of preparing everyone, you know, even if at the time you weren't getting those starter reps, um, everyone's taking mental reps on the sideline just so, um, cause you never know, you never know when, when it's going to be your time to come in. So, um, you rather be ready and know everything instead of having trying to, you know, trying to rush and cram all the game plan and everything at the last second. So that's one thing I can definitely say everyone who, you know, that got a chance to play in this game. Um, they just did a good job of taking mental reps before and it's being prepared for the moment. 
And um, that's all uh, to the culture staff for, you know, preparing us and um, just having those guys in there ready, you know, and I was, I was proud of everyone, you know, uh, my guy Garrett, he had a, he had a pretty good game too. Um, just flying around and he was energizing me with some of his tackles, you know, and, um, had a sack. He just, yeah. Yeah. You want to, but the thing is when, when you have guys that you're close with on the team, you want to play better for them. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. man, I don't want to let my brother down. You know what I mean? And, Garrett comes up to me before the game is like, man, I'm not going to let you fail. Like, let's go. And, you know, you got a brother that believe in you like that and you out there, man, you, you ready to go to war to him, war for him. So um, it just came down to everybody being out there, you know, just doing their job and um, playing a good team defense. Speaking of, I was going to say, speaking of your brothers in your DB room, Traymond Smith, I mean, I'm sure he's yeah. walking with a little oh, extra man. swagger this week. Even though the play was on <laughs> special teams, what do you think of the job that he was able to do? He got the contract extension a few weeks yeah. ago, then the kickoff return for the touchdown. Like, how do you guys receive him in the DB room making Man, such a big we, play like that? We, we was excited for him because a, a bunch of us are on KOR, you know, blocking for him. So, um, you know, you want to block for your guy, you know what I mean? Especially as one of your good friends, like you want to get him in his zone. And, uh, man, I was excited for him. You know, it was his first one. Um, so I know that that feels amazing. You know, he was mic'd up too. So I didn't, I didn't even realize until after I was like, bro, that's, 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 that's live, bro. Like he, he did that when he was mic'd up, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, we was excited for him. Just like I said, we're, we're out there and, you know, I'm telling him we're blocking our butt offs for you, bro. Just, you know, all he needs is a scene, you know, and he um, did the rest. So we, we was happy for him. You know, everything went right for us. Our video, our video guys were joking. They're like, that's got to be the luckiest mic'd up we've ever done in our lives. Because they had just planned to mic him up and then he gets a, a mm-hmm. kickoff. Maybe maybe we were the good luck, Johnny. Maybe it was our I, think, I don't know that I've ever heard that, that we're good luck. <laughs> um, but, J.O., you mentioned Garrett. I think Garrett had the second. I think Garrett had the second best stick of the day. I mean, he hammered Trevor Lawrence on the sideline. I think the best one was the security guard who hit that dude in the end zone. Were you, were you on the field? So, okay, for people that, that weren't paying too much attention, on James Robinson's touchdown run, there was a fan who jumped out of the stands wearing a Trevor Lawrence jersey and a Trevor <laughs> Lawrence wig, and he was standing in the – he got to the back corner of the end zone waving his hands like he was wide open. John, I can't remember if you were on the really? field at that moment. I, did you so see was. what was going on? Like, what was happening during that moment? So, I didn't even pay attention. I was kind of uh, mad that they scored. But um, one of our D linemen, like, pointed, and I'm looking over, and I see the guy on the ground. That's all I've seen is him on the ground. I've seen, like, the hair and the jersey. And I'm like, it's no way a fan just, you know, <laughs> jumped on the field. Uh, so, I didn't really get to see everything that happened. This is honestly my first time hearing, you know, that he's in the back of his zone, waving his arms and everything. Um, but I was kind of, you know, upset that they just scored. And I'm and I'm, um, I'm getting ready to um, go for a uh, field goal block, you yeah. know. So, um, when it came he down to God, He got hammered. Yeah. I didn't see him at the beginning of the play because I saw Robinson score, and I was kind of like, dadgummit. Well, they tackled mm-hmm. him right in front of me. J.O., you've made a lot of tackles in your lifetime. <laughs> you have never made a form tackle quite like that security guard put on that face. Oh, yeah. It was a stick. I mean, I- he, he drilled him. I mean, caught him perfectly in the ribs, rolled the hips through. I mean, it was as I good a tackle go as you – I was trying to find it. You'll see I, it. 
They've I been showing it. Happened it. Right in fr- it. Roughly, it happened right in front of me. So I saw that part. Okay. I just didn't see him on the field to begin with. So I don't <laughs> know where he came from. I just saw the replay showed him in the back of the end zone. He's like waving his arms to Trevor like I'm open. I was just waiting, mm-hmm. hoping he's going to throw it to him and see what happened. That's it was so, so crazy because I don't know how he got into the end zone. And then he lost his shoe. He lost I his did. shoe. And then like he ran across and was like, I'm open. So the fact you when you when you watch when you watch the TV copy, you'll definitely see it. It's the strangest that's what thing I have I've to ever see. seen. Yeah, that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, he's okay. excited to see Deepy, it. Look, it's Duval County. There's no telling whether he came to the game with one shoe on or not. I mean, <laughs> I live in Duval County. I wouldn't be surprised if he rolled up with one, you know, one slide in one shoe and lost the slide somewhere. And God only knows. But I think that guy was feeling pretty uh, high on life, if you will, uh, to get I on the field so. at that point. It was crazy. It was a lot of fans in there, actually. When I first saw yep. uh, it, was a great atmosphere to play in. I was like, okay. It was, you know, when they started announcing all their players and they were getting yeah. loud, I was getting excited. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. How about for you? I mean, you've spent so much time on practice squad. I mean, how did you feel heading into this game? Because I, I would imagine as a practice squad player, you do so much work during, during the week. Yeah. And then you don't get to play the game. You know, mm-hmm. what you do is so important for the preparation of this mm-hmm. team. You know, what are, what are your thoughts on playing on practice squad and how much it really prepared you for this moment and, and for getting elevated to the active roster this month? Um, honestly, being on practice squad is the best way to be in shape for because you, you you do everything. You know, I, you do special teams, um, you know, you take all the scout defensive reps against the starters. Um, so that does nothing but get you better every day. So um, my thing was I always make sure I play hard, practice hard, and so I will be in shape for whenever, you know, my time does come. So um, it just, when you're playing that game, you know, you don't want to go back, you know what I mean? So um, once I had those two elevations, I'm, I'm glad that I showed, um, you know, the coaching staff and everyone involved enough um, trust in me that, you know, for them to sign me to the roster. So um, I was super excited about that, but um, it's all just a part of the journey. You know, it, it makes coming out there and starting um, in December, you know, it makes it worth it just because I know, you know, a lot of people don't see all the behind the scenes that goes, you know, they just kind of catch the game. Um, but it's a lot, you know, practice squad players, they, they, you know, you give your all, man, you, you're dying at practice, you know what I mean? Just because you're running so much, you're doing so much, you're trying to prepare everybody to play. Um, so, you know, I was just, I'm thankful for the journey, you know, going through it. And, um, it's really prepared me for where I'm at today. Jonathan, watching you come out of college, it, it feels like you were inspired as a safety by guys like Ronnie Lott, Steve Atwater, dudes that played safety that just wanted to leave a mark physically, Mm -hmm. if you will. I remember when we, when you came to Houston first time and I, was like, man, I don't remember the draft process. I'm going to go look him up. And I was like, holy smokes, this guy will hit anything that moves. Who were your inspirations in playing safety and playing the way that you play? Because you're fearless. You'll hit anything that moves, no matter how big or small. Who sort of was your inspiration uh, to kind of play the way that you do? Honestly, man, I, I love watching Brian Dawkins when he was playing. That was He was one of my favorite players. Just the way he would just come and, you know, obliterate people. You know what I mean? And um, Ed Reed, just with his ball skills. So I kind of just try to be a little bit in between of everything, you know, fast enough to be able to go sideline to sideline, you know, the ball skills of, you know, some of the best safeties and being able to come and tackle and um, just, you know, have that runner remember you when you come and tackle him. That's the biggest thing, you know, you, you want to take the game to your opponent. 
you really don't want them to hit you because, you know, they'll look at you and the other teams see that too, you know, because everybody watches film. So, um, you know, my biggest thing was just I wanted to go out there and um, not only just for myself, but kind of put the league on notice, you know, and um, just let everyone know what I can do. Um, you know, and that was just kind of like my 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 big thing going into the game, you know. So, like I said, not only prove to myself, but to, um, you know, prove to everyone else that I, I do belong and I could play, you know, so. And ironically, Brian Dawkins is from Jacksonville, Florida. So, oh, you a Jacksonville, Florida homeboy, very, very proud, I can imagine. <laughs> okay. I would imagine he was very proud watching you okay. uh, and the way you play for sure. All right, you went to Missouri Western State, Jonathan, and there you mm -hmm. earned the Male Athlete of the Year, which I'm very curious about because what what does that entail? That you're competing against, you get named Male Athlete of the Year across all sports. What are they looking at, and uh, what is that what is that award about? Um, so honestly, it basically just kind of goes to our for whoever in that year, um, whatever male athlete has like the best statistical year or maybe accolades or um you know just year in their sport and um it came down to me it was a, a basketball player who I think had broke like the record for most three-pointers in a career um we had this really good golfer too so I really didn't know if I was going to win or not you know so we we had a, a bunch of guys that um it was kind of a stacked you know field um, but I kind of got a little boost because it was it was the Monday after I signed to the Cardinals, you know, so I had just signed like priority free agent, you know, so I'm, you know, inked the deal with the NFL team. So um, I kind of had a little, you know, just a little bit of a uh, <laughs> upper on those other guys, but um, everyone else, they were very, you know, deserving candidates. I, I promise you, I did. I, I had no clue. It was no like, you know, who but like, like yeah. did, was there a selection committee? Did people vote um, on it? It was so it was, it was oh, coaches. Okay. It was a bunch of the other coaches, and um, I think some of the assistants uh, in our on our sports throughout the um department. So, but you know, they they liked me enough to where they um you know selected me for it, and it was great. My mom was there, and um, it really capped like one of the best you know weeks of my life because it was literally two days after I just signed with Arizona, and that was you know all I ever wanted. Um, and then that next Monday, I win male athlete of the year. And my mom got to be there and see it. And I had to do like this long, like probably like a five minute video, just kind of detailing my story a little. And my mom got to see it for the first time. And she's pretty, it was pretty emotional for her, but um, I was glad that she was there and got to see it. I was reading your Wikipedia page. And have you ever read your Wikipedia page? Um, a couple of times I have. Okay. I don't know who writes these things, but, but it's always fun to look at what, what, what it says about people um, yeah. on yours. It says that you credit your mother as one of the biggest influences on your life with uh, on your life and on your sports career. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who writes these. Like if I, I would get did your mom, your mom, maybe your mom, I don't know, but um, that sparked my curio curiosity. Now you mentioned her again, like how did she have such a big influence on your life and on, on your so sports career? Um, growing up for the majority of my life, she was, you know, single mother and always found a way and she, um, she was disabled. So, you know, I, but I never wanted for anything, you know, and, um, she always made sure, you know, like I said, I had everything I needed. She would take me to all my practices, you know, really didn't miss a game, you know, even though she couldn't, um, like I said, she was disabled, so she couldn't really walk as good. So, um, she would have someone there with her at the game, but she would come and, you know, make all of them and, 
Um, it was just kind of my motivation. You know, I always would tell her, just like, Mom, I'm going to make a better life for us, you know. And I, I kind of knew that she wasn't going to be able to afford college for me. So um, I just kind of made that a point, especially in my recruiting process. Was You know, I wanted to go to a school that was going to give me a full scholarship, you know. And um, it came down to it, Missouri Western, you know, they provided that. And I was going to be able to, you know, get my education and everything for free. So, um you know, everything worked out, but she was really, you know, that was my motivating factor. You know, she, she pretty much raised me and my, my older sister. Um, and like I said, gave us everything we wanted. So, you know, that's, that was my, my person who I really did it for, you know. How is your mom? How is your mom now? Is, is your mom still around? Is she able to come and, oh, and yes. watch you at your oh, games? She's, so she's actually gonna, um, she's, she's coming for the, uh, for oh. Christmas. She's gonna, that's amazing. Cause Usually, well, don't, you know, don't I tell her. Don't that. tell her I said that she probably wrote your Wikipedia page. <laughs> joking. Now I feel awful for saying that. <laughs> that was actually me, but I don't remember. I like the the person who did it. They actually and really did some research because I think that you was like my it. top. Yeah, that was like my college bio, like freshman year. You know what I mean? Right. And they kind of went through and yeah, they did some research. Though I was impressed. <laughs> I'm not even sure that I want to see if anybody does my wiki page. There's no telling what it would say about me. It'd be absolutely man, awful. They, it's they find uh, it from everywhere, man. It's crazy. It's nuts. Jonathan, when you know, you're a kid and you're growing up and you know you play ball, whether you play baseball, basketball, whatever it is, football, and you dream about playing in in, in the league, man. You know, I'm gonna go play in the NFL. And I think so many kids have that dream. When did you feel like I'm going to the league. I can get there. I could get to the NFL. Not a lot of guys get there from Missouri Western. Mm-hmm. When did you feel like I can get there? I know I can get to the NFL. Um, so probably going into spring ball the before my um senior year. So spring of 2017. Um, and right after spring ball, one of my coaches, he he pulled me into the office and this that at this point we had a brand new coaching staff all the coaches a lot of them came from university of cal um and you know now they're at a d2 school and my my defensive back coach he came he pulled me into the office and i'm thinking i did something or something and he's like man i just want to let you know like I, I really think you you know you you could play at the next level you know like i was I told you I was just at Cal, you know, and I, I seen these D1 guys and he's like, man, you're moving better than a lot of them that got drafted, you know, and I'm just trying to figure out how did you end up at this school? And, you know, I proceeded to tell him, like, man, I just wanted to, you know, get a scholarship and be able to, you know, go to school for free. And um, that was kind of the moment for me when someone else came to me and told me pretty much what they seen in me. Um, and they, you know, told me these few things I needed to work on. And, um, I really, like, after that conversation, I really kind of took it to heart. Um, I went to work that summer and, um, you know, proceeded to have my best season that senior year. And, um, I had coach, like, there were scouts at every, um, practice. And when I was in camp, you know, they would come watch our individual footwork drills, everything. and. Um, that's when it started to kind of get real and they were all like all wanted to interview me come you know talk to me and I was it was kind of crazy you know you get kind of starstruck you know these scouts are in town and everything and um that was when it kind of started to set in and um I guess after the pro day when I I had the highest vertical in the whole draft class and I ran a 4-3 that was when I the moment where um my agent looked at me and he was just like yeah like 
you did. This is what we talked about. You know, this is what all those um, late nights, you know, all the training and everything. And he's like, man, this is what we talked about. Like, you, you got your shot. Like, if anything, you know, so that was kind of the moment for me. I guess after pro day, just um, I kind of had to take a moment. You know, uh, I went to dinner with my agent and my mom um, and my sister. And, you know, he kind of just proceeded to kind of tell us the next steps that were going to happen. Because my mom, she had no clue, you know, what was going to happen. I didn't either, you know. So um, he just kind of tried to prep us for everything that was going to happen. And, you know, it started to progress pretty fast after that. All right, so you go through the pro day and then you just wait. You go through the draft happens. You got signed as a as a college free agent. What was that process like waiting for teams to to call you up and and figure out where you were going to land? Um so I knew that Arizona liked me. I actually thought they were going to draft me um cuz that's kind of what they were saying kind of going through the process and um but it ended up going all like a bunch of offensive picks throughout the um draft so um, at that point, I was hoping that I was going to go and draft it because I didn't want to go somewhere that uh, my, my thing was I took a, a pre-draft visit to Arizona and the weather was amazing. <laughs> um, I took a visit to Cleveland and then the next day I went to Arizona and it was like Cleveland was 40 degrees and gray. And then I went to Arizona. It's 82, sunny, dry heat. It's mountains everywhere. I'm like, man, I want to go here. Like, I don't you know what I mean? So, um, in my mind, my my mind was already made up. Um, so once the uh, after the drive happened and everything, and um, I didn't get picked up, I, I already my, I told Major and I knew where I wanted to end up. So um, and they liked me throughout the draft process. They uh, when I came in for my visit, they they kind of test me. They had me like they they basically tried to teach me the playbook and then gave me a piece of paper. It was like here now, write it down. What we just told you. And um, I did pretty good on it. I, I had a pretty, I got pretty good memory. So, you know, I could kind of put it back on the paper, kind of how he sp- uh, spit it out to me. So um, that's kind of how that situation went. So I see, I see how you work here. You go Arizona and then you go Houston. Oh, the good weather. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's take, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to ask Jonathan okay. about a, a really fun college job that he had cleaning dorms. And also maybe we'll talk about his famous girlfriend in a little bit. So that's okay. all coming up. Okay. Player show presented by Fuddruckers coming up next. We got Jonathan Owens. Don't go anywhere. Keep it here for more of the Texans players show presented by Fuddruckers right here on Texans radio. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, the new Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan. So make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. Need to try it first. Need to... And now, back to more of the Texans Players Show, presented by Fuddruckers. Welcome back to the Player Show, presented by Fuddruckers. We are not at Fuddruckers. We're actually not even in studio, because now we're doing things via Zoom, because that's how... Life goes in the NFL when you're heading into week 16, but we're so excited. We've got Jonathan Owens back on the show. Jonathan, before the break, I teased a story that we heard back in training camp about Missouri Western. Uh, You were cleaning dorms one summer when the Chiefs were in town staying there for training camp. And that was actually your first run-in with David Culley, although he didn't know it at the time, correct? 
Mm-hmm. He didn't. And um, but pretty much the thing was was we got to stay on campus for free if we um if you worked for like summer house the summer housing. So we basically used to clean all of the dorms for they would have camps come in and we would set like the beds up and fold all the sheets and put towels in there and everything. And um the chiefs, they do training camp at my school every every summer. So uh, we always knew when it was, you know, they were coming in town and, you know, as a college student, you're still, oh my God, the Chiefs are coming, you know? So, um, but yeah, I actually cleaned, I cleaned all their rooms. Um, it was, I, I was like, oh man, I'm cleaning NFL players rooms, you know, like I, I was living a dream at the time, you know? <laughs> That's so great. Uh, the best part was when they used to leave, they used to leave like mattress pads, like king size mattress <laughs> pad, everything. And we, you know, we used to just, we were the first ones that could get it. So we were, we couldn't wait till they left. <laughs> see, what they see what these NFL guys left and didn't want to take with them. Jonathan, was there anybody that you were starstruck by when you were doing that? I would imagine that you probably saw players as you were going by. Was there anybody that you were like, yo, that is that Eric player, Barry. Eric Perry? That was, yeah, oh. that was, that was pretty, um, that was, that was a pretty crazy experience, honestly. Um, and he's super quiet. Like I didn't, yeah. you know, I, I kind of thought like I did something wrong when I was talking to him. Cause he was on like, yeah, mm, you know, but, uh, I just, everybody said, that's just kind of how he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, that was the person because I, like I said, I play safety. So, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I watched these guys highlight tapes before the games, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of crazy to, meet him and you know at that time he was all pro and everything so that was you know I was in awe that should have been somebody I mentioned earlier when I was talking about the safeties because yeah yeah he's he sort of epitomizes all of it I mean yeah he stayed had he stayed healthy and played as long as Ed did I think we'd be talking about Eric Berry a lot more unfortunately Mm -hmm. you know injuries probably short-circuited his career a little bit but you talk about the complete safety man that dude holy smokes and getting a chance I would imagine to see him work did you get a chance to see practice and those kind of things yeah. while they so were out we, there we had time so usually they would practice at around like eight so I would wake up early um before I had to kind of go because I think I worked at like nine thirty. so um I would get up at eight and kind of go and watch him out there practicing everything you know it's midwest at that time so it's super hot yeah. um especially in the summer so uh you know I'm, I'm locked in I got to see you know he was there Marcus Peters um, I think that was like Tyreek's rookie year too. So yeah. I kind of, you know, I was seeing him before, you know, he really jumped off and everything. So it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, they always had a good team when I was um, in school. So it was always, you know, a good show. And it was good just going and watch us. Like I said, just as a college student, you know. Did, did anything particularly stand out or jump out to you just watching them play at that level? Like from how a college physical, point of view? How physical they were. And because I was looking at inside run and that's basically like, nine on seven and you just yeah. going at it at 8 30 in the morning i'm like oh my gosh like these guys you know they're and the linemen are huge because in division two that's kind of the difference is you don't get all like all the good linemen that you know the big time linemen they get recruited to bigger schools quicker you know what i mean and then in division two you kind of get anyone else who kind of falls through the cracks you know what i mean but i hadn't seen just that just straight size and athleticism that was that was kind of the big thing that stood out it was kind of intimidating you know at first until you you know get in and you get around the guys and you realize they you know just like you you know what I mean tie the shoes up the same way so you kind of you get over it eventually speaking of division two your boy Taft Thomas was walking really tall the other day I mean what a weekend 
get a win in Jacksonville, but the day before his dudes at Ferris State win a Division II <sighs> national championship. I didn't think he was going to stop talking about it. I mean, Tab doesn't say a whole lot as man. it is, but man, he was pumped for his team. Man, that's what he do. That man. Because <laughs> you Fair, know, like, he, he always he always <laughs> say to me, yeah, yeah, I was just scared to play us because we didn't, my school didn't make it to the playoffs. But when he was in college, he, he ended up going to the uh, the national championship. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I can't really say much. So I'll be like, well, they can't beat the school that's in my conference. And it's another school, um, Missouri, I mean, uh, Northwest Missouri State. Yeah. They're um they're usually always um you know they get to the playoffs a lot too so I'll be telling them like oh I bet you I don't beat them and they end up beating them this the same playoffs so you know he got to talk he got to talk a little bit so but it's all good my boy's gonna shake back all right Jonathan you were talking about being starstruck I mean a lot of us were starstruck in training camp when your girlfriend Simone Biles showed up mm -hmm. hot off of, of the Tokyo Olympics I mean. She was just named Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what an inspiration, what a role model. But, you know, what are your thoughts on the year that she's had? And, and you've had a front row seat to it, everything mm -hmm. that she's gone through and, and to where she is now. Um, you know, like I said, she has been through a lot. And um, I just love that I got to see everything from the behind the scenes aspect. You know, I get, I get to see the work that she puts in, you know, because, you know, like I said, everybody kind of sees the accolades that, you know, she gets, um, but they don't see, you know, just the hours and hours that they put in the gym, you know, the sore bodies, you know, the sore joints, cause you're, you're doing backflips all the time, you know what I mean? And um, it's just amazing. And like I said, she, she's amazing. Like she motivates me, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I said, I know someone that she's in the pinnacle of her sport, you know, just, she's the best, you know what I mean? And, um, it's just I get to see kind of how she carries herself, and you know I, I learn a lot, teaches me a lot, and um, like I said, she's right here with me. So you know, and she supports me, and you know, pushes me. She'll tell me if she think I'm do I, I ain't doing something right. Like, nah, I think <laughs> I think you could have reacted a little faster to that. You know? uh, but it's just you know all out of love, you know, and um, I appreciate it. And like I said, we push each other, so it's been amazing. We were actually joking about you last week on the player show. We had Traymond Smith on and you know mm -hmm. how in the cafe they've got speed, fastest speed. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. and I think I was in the cafe with you one day, you were like strongest hamstring. <laughs> You're like, oh, it was yeah. like hamstring, yeah. or, it was hamstring <laughs> or quad. And we, Mark hamstrings. was joking that he's been working out with Simone and that's why his hamstrings are so strong. Look, I had to keep, nah, she, she got them, but look, she, she might give me in a jump test. I don't know. We'll have to see pound for pound, you know, it's a little different. I, I know you've seen the one video on the rope climb. Yes. She, she smoked she you, Jonathan. She didn't, but she didn't tell me they do that every day. Though. <laughs> well, they do it. I said, now we got a race in a 40 and then we'll be, we'll be even. Okay. It looked, it looked too easy. It looked too easy for her. Yeah. Piece of cake. Jay, what was your what was your vertical? I remember 43 and a half. Was that what was it? 43 and a half. Mm -hmm. 43 and a half vertical. Okay. First of all, you you have her with that, with the 43 and a half. I don't know that she I don't know <laughs> that she would get you with that. But mm -hmm. but either way, having somebody so close to you that is as competitive, whether it's a whether it's a significant other or brother or sister, whatever it is, to have somebody so close to you that is as competitive or in a competitive environment like you are in, how does that how does that help you? And in some cases, I don't want to say how does it hurt you, but 
what's kind of the other side of it where you've got two very competitive people? Is there some stubbornness involved? I mean, uh, look, I like it this way. Hey, this is the way yeah. I want to do it. I want to do. How does that sort of work when you have someone close to you that is as competitive as you are for what you do with your with your uh, with your job, so to speak? Um, you 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 annoy each other's each other <laughs> sometimes for sure because you you both want to be right. You know what I mean? Or like you're like I can't be wrong. You know, you, and you got to prove your point. You know what yeah. I mean? And but it'll be just like small stuff we'll compete on, or we'll just randomly do like. You want to do a staring contest? And, you know, <laughs> if I lose, she'll, she'll start talking smack to me. Like, ah, look at you, look at you. You know what I mean? So it's it's fun. But like I said, it, it pushes me just yeah. because when I'm out there doing my thing on the field, you know, I want to be the best, you know, and I want to push myself to perform like it, you know what I mean? And I know my girl going to be critical on me, you know what I mean? Because everybody always tells you how good you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so she she knows. And so she'll be the one to be like, ah, I don't know. You know, she's learning football now. So she'll, she'll tell me, like, ah, I feel like you could have, you should have reacted a little faster right there. You know, when they did that. <laughs> has, she, has she watched your film from Sunday's game yet? Has she waited uh, on yeah, it yet? I, she, she watched it with me. She said, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that about, about people learning the game. My wife's been around me for, I mean, we just celebrated 26 years together. And so the other night we were watching a game. I can't remember what game it was. And the announcer said something about situational football. Now, to those of us that are in football, we understand what situational football mm -hmm. is, you know. And she goes, well, is it everything in football situational? And I was like, wait a second. That's sort of brilliant. She's actually <laughs> absolutely. Technically, wow. That just yeah. My up. mind she's is like, blown. She <laughs> nailed it. And I didn't know. She's staring at me as if I had. I was like, I said, Paige, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. you, I think you you absolutely hit it. I mean, we could get so, you know, down deep in the details. Uh -huh. But for people learning the game. And I mean, she does. She knows enough. She knows enough to be dangerous is the right way of saying mm -hmm. it. But when she said that, I thought. I don't really know what to say to that. And so sometimes nah. it's kind of fun to have somebody around that and it's the game. It's, it it <laughs> did. It messed me up. I was like, <laughs> and I heard Mark say it the other day during the broadcast, Jonathan and I went, well, let me tell you what Paige said. Everything, I, it would have shut the broadcast down because we all would have been oh, speechless kind of like I was. Mind blown. You wouldn't know oh. what to say. What do you say back? All right, we got one more segment of the Players Show presented by Fuddruckers. We've got Jonathan Owens with us. We'll get into Sunday's game against the Chargers and two more games left in the season. What does Jonathan expect? It's all coming up. Final segment of Texans Player Show. Don't go anywhere. The big finish is up next. The Texans Players Show, presented by Fuddruckers, continues in a moment. What is it that you want out of life? Whatever it is, it can be a lot more rewarding with the Vivid Rewards Card, the Agility Cash Card, and the Clarity Card from Amogee Bank. Get three times the rewards or 1.5% cash back, or enjoy our lowest rate without any of the expected fees. Because whatever you choose to do, there's a card for you. Learn more at amogeebank.com cards. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions. See a bank for details. A division of Science Bank Corporation and a member FDIC Corporation. Get the inside scoop on the game straight from the players. It's the Texans Players Show, presented by Fuddruckers. Texans Players Show, presented by Fuddruckers, rolls on for one final segment. We've got Jonathan Owens with us. We have covered Jacksonville. We've talked about Simone. We've talked about cleaning dorm rooms at Missouri Western State. Uh, Jonathan, what about for Sunday's game? Chargers coming into town. 
I mean, Justin Herbert's just having a phenomenal, I can't even say mm -hmm. season, phenomenal two seasons. You know, have you started on the prep for him? What is that going to look like heading into Sunday's game? Um, yeah, I started looking at a little bit of their film and I, I got to catch their um, game against Kansas City too. Um, so, you know, just going to it and um, I'm sure the, the coaches will come with a pretty solid game plan to, um, you know, stop, try not, 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 not stop, but limit their passing game. You know what I mean? Because they, they do have some guys, but yeah, every team does, you know what I mean? So um, we just coaches whenever the coaches come up with the game plan you know just try to go out there and execute it to the best of our abilities and make Jonathan, sure everybody does their job Jonathan when you're facing now you faced a number of different quarterbacks throughout your career and you've seen a number of them Herbert's a different kind because that dude can do things other quarterbacks can't i.e he can roll right and then throw that sucker all the way back mm -hmm. to the left and put that thing on a dime there are some quarterbacks that can't even think about doing mm -hmm. that as a safety, I know that puts you on high alert to be very disciplined with your eyes. How do you look at playing a guy with that sort of arm strength that every single route is available no matter where he is throwing that ball from? Um, you just got to play deep, try to keep everything in front of you and um, play the quarterback's eyes and try to read his shoulders, you know what I mean? Quarterback's shoulders can't really lie when they're about to throw it deep or something yep. else. You know, they kind of yep. raise up and they'll tell you when it's coming. So, um, like I said, you just got to play it deep, stick to the coaching and um, the fundamentals. That's what you got to do, man. Kind of go into it and uh, with confidence that you can't stop them, you know. So, we, excited. We, we saw the Chargers and, and like all the teams across the league, they're placing players mm -hmm. on the COVID list. I'm curious, how does that change preparation week in and week out? Now, I know as long as Herbert's in the game, because mm -hmm. Johnny was joking about this with us, he said, well, as long as he's in the game, it doesn't really change a lot. But as far as the receivers and the offensive weapons, do you, do you foresee like teams changing the game plan a lot, just depending on who they have available for the game? Or do you just prepare with who you've seen them play with in previous games? Um, I mean... Obviously, if someone's in a COVID list and we know they're not going to play well, um, you know, I guess like in practice, they'll kind of change their jersey or something, you know, for whoever's the backup. But um, at the end of the day, we still got to know that backup is a professional coming in and trying to prove themselves, you know, no different than me when I, you know, go out there and get my chance to play. So um, never take anyone lightly. Um, you prepare, you know, um, you're prepared that the stars are in there until they aren't, you know, because usually, you know, some a lot of people will, the injury reports won't always be 100% true all the time. You know, some people won't practice and then play in the game. You know what I mean? So, um, you just got to go into every week. Just, um, you know, get ready to rely on the fundamentals and play hard. But um really doesn't matter who's out there, you know, as long as you read your keys when you're out there and do your job. So, that's kind of – I'm excited, though, you know. see what Jonathan, happens. how is – how over the last couple of years has – learning football, learning the scheme and doing all the things you have to do virtually. How has that changed things for you? Has it made it more difficult? Has it been sort of refreshing because it's different? Has it gotten boring? How has kind of virtual life learning football and learning the game plan changed things? And do you like it? Do you not? How do you go about it? Um, so I, I mean, I'm pretty like much like an old school guy. Like I, I kind of like, you know, has always been, you, you have your coach in the, the film room and, you know, he goes over it and everything. And, you know, I've, I've always been a good learner like that, but, um, virtual is definitely challenging because it puts more on you. Um, you know, cause the coaches can't sit and keep telling you and reminding you as much, you know what I mean? Because you aren't around each other as much, but, um, it just makes you be a pro, 
um, you know, and be about your business. Like I said, it really puts it on you. Either, you know, the coach is going to make the cut-ups and everything for you. It's just going to be on you to watch it or not. You know, if you want to give yourself that extra edge, you know, you'll you'll go in and look at it. You know what I mean? If you want to kind of know and, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of a nerd. And so um, I kind of have to, you know, I, I, I would hate to be out there and not know you know, what I'm doing or even have like a clue about what can come, you know what I mean? So, um, like I said, it's always good to just, um, like virtual made it hard, but I mean, if you, if you want to be good, you know, you want to kind of separate yourself, you know, you'll, yep. you'll, they they have all the tools there for us to be successful. So, um, you know, everybody has the option. Well, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday when the Chargers come to town, Jonathan Owens. Thank you so much for the time. Congrats on the big win. Thank your you. first start. Pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Up next, Texans All All Access. Don't go anywhere. Texans Radio continues. You're listening to Texans Radio. Download the Houston Texans mobile app to get the latest updates on your Houston Texans sent straight to your phone. For our best deals of the season, check out the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. With winter-only savings on all Hyundai vehicles and new cars arriving daily, it's the perfect time to get a Hyundai. It's your journey. Own it at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 48 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select models. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only, offer ends 1322. Call 469-613-0227 for more details.